All right, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Your Journey with Andrew Love. And if you're watching this, you're probably watching this on YouTube or you might listen to this on my podcast. So if, you, if you're any one of those, you can subscribe to the description of the link or you can subscribe to my podcast. And um, so anyway, I have uh, another special guest. She is a very divine spiritual lady. Uh, I met her years ago on a spiritual network and I've been following her ever since. Her name is Victoria Vives. And she have came a long way in her journey in life and spirituality. And she's very round welded, well in many things such as martial arts, um, music, and so much. There's so much to this young this young woman. And she seemed like she'll never get any older. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm amazed. I got pictures and autographs. And I've been, she's a very good, sweetheart lady. And uh, Victoria, uh, tell the artist a little bit about yourself, uh, if you don't mind, where you're from. Yeah, so I'm born, I was born in Spain. So that's where I grew up and I lived most of my life. And it is a very different culture. So I grew up being the only black person, believe it or not. So until I was 14, I didn't have any friends that were like me. So I was the only black in the neighborhood, which was kind of tough. Um, so very different mentality. So when I moved here, everything was so different because this is like a melting pot. I live now in Los Angeles. So this was like starting a new life and I'm so happy to live here. I love the US. I started in healing in 2000, and this was after a near-death experience that I had in 1997. So right a year after, I had a Kundalini awakening and third eye opening. So I started seeing the world through different eyes, and it was so scary. <laughs> and I didn't have a mentor or anything, but finally I found this metaphysics healing group. So I started practicing energy healing with the seven rays, the archangels, the ascended masters, and that helped me so much. So after that, I started making my own music and I was so fortunate that I got to perform in the Olympic Games uh, hymn uh, candidacy and with one of, of my childhood idols. And then I also performed with another childhood idol, uh, my own songs in front of 10,000 people. So thanks to her, I came here to the U.S., to Los Angeles. And that's when I said, this is my home. This is my home. I want to live here. And then after that, um, in 2004, I finally came. And mostly I was doing martial arts very successfully. That's how a lot of people met me through YouTube videos, martial arts fights and things like that. And then performing in Hollywood and other places. And after that, I changed completely from martial arts to healing arts. And in healing arts, I started teaching others because I feel that we really need support, love, healing, understanding our trauma, how we can move through it. And that's what I'm dedicating my life to, to empower others and inspire others. <laughs> All right, Victoria, I appreciate that. And uh, I know I've talked to you a lot uh, in the past. And I know when you came to America, you have went through a lot. And I know you have a book because it's called Seconds. What's it called? Uh, in a matter of seconds. <laughs> I like that. And I know the book is not, not out yet. And I know it's highly anticipated. But I want to say, well, last time I talked to you, uh, I know 
that uh, you've been through a lot. In, in that book, do you have a lot of things that you went through in a younger age, um, like with religion and so forth, all the way up? Because I know I talked to you and, we, and you shared some things of your background, where you came from, and in a lot of you know dark places that you went in your life that a lot of people don't know about. Do you put any of that in your book or uh, anything? Oh you yeah. I'm putting everything that was challenging. I, I'm putting everything that is going to help people relate to it and see how they can transform their lives. So I'm not putting things that are not relatable, but instead I'm putting the things that were really dramatic in, in how I turned them around so that then other people can do the same. And by the way, the book is already available, just so oh you know. So we can, they can come to victoriavives.com and then can get, they can get it there. Oh man, I'm trying yeah. to get my. I want my name in the book. That's why I want to be. Yeah, so you can get it now to have your name in the book. So this is the pre-launch. Uh, well, it's the launch of the pre-order. So that means that the book is still not printed. That's why your name can be in it. And then in October it will be sent. So it's available for purchasing, and you can get your name name on it. Cool, cool. So um, same things. Tell me some things. Without giving too much of your book or anything like that, of um, tell some things you would like to sh you can sh you would like to share with us about your experience. Because I know uh, for religion, well, what was your religion? And um, yeah. a little bit, tell me some of that, that stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in Spain, and it was a dictatorship, so it was a very strict regime. And I grew up as a Christian, um, so everything was very. Christian Catholic. So everything was very, very strict and it was not free at all. So there was a lot of discrimination for anything that was out of the average. That's why I had so many problems being black <laughs> because there was no other people like me. Um, so I grew up like that. But then as I had my, you know, my own perspective a little more, my grandmother was very, very Catholic. My, grand, my mom was a little more freestyle, and I always loved, you know, Jesus and everything and the Bible and all of that. Um, at the same time, I feel that I like to have my own connection with it. I don't like when it becomes something limiting. Like, for example, I also love Buddhism. You know, I, I feel that every religion, as long as it has the desire to bring goodness to the world, why not? You know, so I feel that to me, when it becomes hard is when people start judging other people for not being in the same religion. I, I don't understand that. I think diversity is good and I like to learn from everything and be able to just be a good person, to have a good heart, have a, a good, in, I don't know, perspective in life. How can I be a, a positive force? So I don't practice any organized religion. I have my own connection with the spirituality and I like the idea of, in, how would I say, um, something that doesn't exclude, something that is inclusive, that can respect every person for how they have been in their lives. You know, different people bo was born in different religions, different perspectives, and all of them are needed because we are the one. We are like a diamond that has many facets. So if we say, no, no, this facet is not good, this one is not good, we only need this facet, then we're missing the whole point. We're missing the full picture. And that's why I feel that 
um, as long as the the spiritual path doesn't judge others, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's amazing. I was just curious because. I hear you keep saying about, uh, you know, it's a little strange. It's kind of not strange, but uh, from where you were at, I, I didn't, um, I was a little sh- shocked a little bit, not much, but you said something about um, race. I didn't think, you know, it's kind of strange because in the country for you, and I and I know this is a good point, but uh, for us race and religion, I know it's, it's like two strikes against people of color. And it's kind of strange because in America, let me tell you from my experience a little bit, if you don't mind, me being a dark skin man, it's kind of strange in this country. Uh, female, your uh, skin tone would be more accepted, some strange reason, than my what? skin color. And it's in America, and it's strange because even even in in amongst black people, or when I was coming up, that my own people, somebody should go back to Africa because black people had self hate against one another because of the darkness, because the way America made black people seem to be somehow that we, some, a lot of times, believe it or not, in, in a, within the black community, you got some light skin think they're better than dark skin black people, which mm. is strange. And uh, as you see people of lighter color and in America a little different, they get a little accepted a little bit quicker in some, like in certain movie roles and certain uh, oh. beauty. And, and it's kind of strange and sad because at the end of the day, believe it or not, uh, in this country, you know, no matter if you're light skin or dark skin, the people who don't like us, or, you know, people who don't like our color, they're going to treat us all the same. And it's just a little strange because that alone is strange because that's alone is an obstacle that we have to cross. And it's strange that <laughs> that's something will be an obstacle to cross in life. And then we have to learn how to love and accept ourselves despite just our color of our skin. And, and I understand, I believe... There's, there's beauty in all different colors. If you look at all animals and stuff, there's oh. different animals, different dogs, different trees, different color trees. Ain't nothing the same color. Everything is differently, but wonderful, beautifully made. All plants ain't the same. All trees ain't the same. All dogs ain't the same. All cats same. They all dogs and cats. There are different types of dogs, different types of cats. Why we can't have be accepted as different types of people? Yeah, I agree. And you know, I understand that here people might feel a little bit like discriminated for me coming here and see other people like me everywhere it just already made me feel better so i i didn't really experience racism so much but i think it's because of my own inner uh perspective which changed so i had some problems up to being maybe like 20 uh something i don't remember exactly and then after that you know, I felt pretty good. And I think that also, um, of course, it depends uh, the circles we are in or the people, the neighborhood maybe or something. But I feel that um, I don't feel very judged about that. What I felt a little more judged lately was about, um, you know, the work I do for healing, which was very surprising because I realized that some uh, people in some religions think that that healing is not a good thing. So that was a little shocking for me. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you what's, uh, what's, what's about the, what you believe and what we believe and people are growing is that in, in this country, uh, religion is one thing, one of the major setbacks in this, in this Christianity world, which is so a thousand different religions. And I'm mm. under a spiritual leader named Power of Food. Um, and he 
taught me a lot because I didn't have learned and grown by spirituality. I'm not longer part of any more dogma religion myself. And, and it holds you in a cloud of judgment, stress and depressed, guilt. And um, it, it results no real solution to our everyday problems. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned from um, from him, from him and under the spiritual teachers, the first is to love myself. That's one mm-hmm. thing a lot of people need to learn to love themselves. A lot of people want to be something they ain't, something they are, something they see on TV, something that's nobody, most people really don't know truly who they are. And I think people try to use uh, other things to identify themselves, whether it's money, uh, high athleticism, you know, things that people have to find things to justify their uh, purpose and existence. And sometimes it, it, I think sometimes people start looking down. I think religion is one of them too. Some people, you know, have been programmed to a certain religion. If you don't see it this way, something must be wrong with you. And for the some of the stuff you do is, is that people do believe in healing, but they believe in healing a little bit differently. That um, a lot of people don't think you can get healed with crystals. They in the, in, in in this society, the, the type of practice that you would do years ago to consider consider it as uh, evil and devil worshiping type of stuff. And I'm just be real with you. So. Yeah, they think your way of healing with crystals and stuff. They think this is like a quack or something crazy, and they're heard no such because it doesn't comply with their way of belief when it comes to healing. Mm, yeah. So, for example, I feel it's depending on the person. Like I, I mean, I've been in churches in Spain and just hitting the priest, and it was wonderful. And they were uplifting and loving, and they really wanted to help people. And then I went to other churches that, you know, they looked down at you and things like that so i think it's not about the religion itself like i think every religion has positive things but if the person uh in that religion is just not as loving in their heart and they're more judgmental or things like that um it becomes a little different so it's like having a knife right you can have a knife and create beautiful art carving some mood or you can cut an apple or something but you can also hurt somebody so i feel it's depending on how we use it if we use it discriminating others then i don't think that is uh i mean to me that's not something to look up to you know like i don't want to become somebody like that so i don't think that's a good path to follow yeah it is it is depending on the person don't get me wrong it is depending on it every individual but there are some people in every religion who are open-minded to to to, to other truths you know what i'm saying exploration. Yeah, exactly exactly but exactly. at the same time i said what i'm what i'm saying is that uh when you've been programming condition a certain way like i used to like i was uh maybe 30 years ago i would not accept it what you were doing what i'm saying you know what i'm saying mm. i had to have an open mind to see things differently and some people who have brought and grown groomed a certain way, they don't want to open up to other avenues of spiritual healings and, and of that nature. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it does depend on each individual. You have there are some good and bad in in every uh, religion. Like I said, there's a lot of good things in religion. That's a lot of uh, bad things in religion as well. It's like hypocrisy as well. But and then like I said, some people they um sometimes people won't fit in and they'll go with the program sometimes that's sometimes that's people uh they know some things ain't right but they're afraid to be open accepted you know mm-hmm. thing about when i was growing up in 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 life one thing about truth is that when you you've been when you grow up and realize you've been taught 
many things that's not true and you hang on to it, then you realize it ain't true. They be very hurtful sometimes. Except mm. the lie you've been living, you know, what you thought was true. Mm. Because some people see things on it one way and they're not open up. And if they do sometimes, sometimes it can be very hurtful and sometimes they be in denial of what it is. And so, you know, everybody different. Everybody goes through different things. But I understand what you're saying, though, is some people's not as pleasant and open to what you got to offer. And there is the opposite too. Sometimes people has born with some ideas. I mean, has born has been born in a society or a family that has certain ideas, but then suddenly something happens in their lives and they totally switch. And then suddenly it's like, you know, um, their mind totally changes and they embrace in a very radical way uh, religion. I did have somebody I worked with for a couple of things, a couple of projects. And then he suddenly thought that, you know, that chakras and everything about healing was terrible. And, and well, it was, it was a very bad nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like he was so happy with chakras and writing about them and everything. We, we worked together and then suddenly he said, no, this is from the devil. And I'm like, wow. So you never know. But anyway, it's a theme that I also don't want to give a lot of focus on. I feel that um you know it's 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 person its way and it's good to have diversity so as long as we surround ourselves by people that that we relate to which say um as long as we uh surround ourselves by people that we can relate to so that we don't feel like we have somebody in our circle that judges us or things like that yeah, that's, that is important. Uh, it is important to surround your people who go, who's on the same path and journey as you are. And that makes a big difference in, um, yeah. in life. It keeps you focused and not bouncing all over the place. And speaking of that, speaking of, of, of things, now you have uh, many talents. And I'm just curious, how does, how do you, with all these talents, balance? I've seen like, uh-huh. you're like a community, you got a lot of different sides of it. It's just kind of strange. You got the, you got you got the nice part, then you got I can kick your butt part, then you got I can sing part, then you got I can act uh-huh. part, then you got you got so many different layers to you. <laughs> how yeah. do you how do you how do you switch? How does all this come together? How do you go from acting to singing? How do you how do you balance your different yeah. things? Good question. So you know, everything has been by following my passion. So when I was small, I loved music and I loved to sing and dance and all of that. But then I was very good at school. So I focused more on that. And my family, because we were in a poor neighborhood, like a ghetto-like neighborhood, they were, oh, you cannot do those things, you know. So I kind of forgot about it. And I just uh, loved to study. I was always excited to go to school and things like that. So I, I focus on, on that a lot. But then at 13, I had a breakup with my mom, um, which was very heartbreaking. So that kind of turned me in a different direction. So I changed from being like a very good girl into going with the bad guys, you know? Tell, <laughs> so tell that, some bad guys. Too. I want to hear it. Because you, you probably want to go back. Go back there. Give everybody. I, yeah, let people know. We're back there. Let you know you're human. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was it was because my heart was broken. So I was looking for some strength. I didn't understand it at that time. But 
Uh, my mom was very important for me. So suddenly uh, at, at the age of 13, when we are in adolescence, you know, we really need that support, but she wasn't there. So um, I went into, okay, I'm going to be as bad as I can, but I never been bad. So the only thing I could do is surround myself by bad people. So it was great. I learned a lot of things. Uh, all my friends would be on drugs and I wasn't, I was with my milkshake, you know, like, <laughs> but it was very fun because I learned a lot of things. They, they were, you know, people sometimes with knives, with guns, uh, with dealing drugs, all of this, I, I went into this kind of environment. So I feel it was a great adventure. It was very challenging and a lot of trauma came from it too. <laughs> but all that I learned, it was such a, an adventure and such a teaching that, you know, not everybody has the possibility of going from one stream to another, you know, of, because now I'm in spirituality, so I'm surrounded by healers. But I know what it is to be in the other side, you know. I know what it is to be um, a bad person or a dark person. And, and I understand all of it. And thanks to that, I can make an educated decision to who I want to be. And at the same time, not being scared of certain people. So I think it is important. And, and to me, it was great, you know. It was hard at many times. So I learned that bad guys are not going to be good for me. <laughs> so thanks to that, I married a good guy. Yeah. So I'm 12 years married now, thank God. Um, so yeah, I, I learned the lesson, but at the same time, it helped me educating myself um, about something other than pure light. So I feel that that was very important. And at, at, at that time, I, was, I started working in television, uh, doing runway, dancing, all of this. So I, for 20 years, actually, I, I was uh, making my living out of that. And it was great, it was great. And because they were paying me and I had days to learn different things. So if they asked me to dance samba, I could dance it. <laughs> if they asked me for belly dance, I could dance it. You know, maybe I wasn't the best, but I had something special, which was my ability to convey emotions. So I could dance and my face will bring so much and my movement will bring so much that they will hire me all the time. So because of that, I learned many different things about dancing and then dancing into martial arts is kind of connected in some way because it's still physical. So all the ability that I had from dancing, I was able to transfer it into martial arts, just changing some things, of course, continuing training. Now I had... Uh, weapons, sometimes like sword or um, both stuff, other things. So it was like an evolution. And yeah, what happened? Oh, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, so, so everything to me is connected. I think my core is about conveying emotions. So whether it is I'm teaching a class or I'm singing or I'm doing martial arts or I'm doing this interview with you, it's about you know, some, some kind of contagious energy that makes you feel a little uplifted in some way. So I think that might be my, my core. If, and from that, the, re, the rest can emanate in some way, I think. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. Oh, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I like you got high energy. Um, you said so much, I'm trying to figure out my hands next. <laughs> but 
I, I have heard your voice, and your voice is, I don't know how you sing like that. You have a way of singing. I didn't know one time I started listening to the video, I, I didn't know if that was you singing, sounding like that, or that was a oh. recording. I couldn't uh-huh. tell the difference. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The sacred frequencies? You have a way of singing. You, you you have a way of holding a tone that I couldn't oh. see. I thought it was, I didn't know if it was coming out your mouth. Oh, like yeah, I understand. I understand. You know, um, that started after my near-death experience, actually. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I used to have my tone of, tone of voice, especially when I was going with all these bad people, you know. Mm-hmm. I tend to speak much lower tone, like really low, you know, and I would sing lower tone, like really low. And I can still do that. Um, But when I had that switch, suddenly a a little sound started coming up that was very high pitch. And I told to to a singing teacher and she said, no, no, that you cannot use it. And, but you know, I liked it, so I continued. And then I discovered it's called flute voice, which is similar to Mariah Carey's uh, high pitch. So all of that are different versions of what is called flute voice. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they check you out on YouTube. I'll make sure they put all your links, YouTube, Uh-oh. Facebook, all on there. And thank anyway, um, anything you want to share about the book, hold it up. So everybody can see that picture of that, of that book. Because I like the book. You... Thanks, ching, 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 the book. It looks better um, when, when I have it with me. Like the, on the screen, it doesn't look the same, but I mm-hmm. think you get that idea, right? Yeah, let's see the background. But yeah, um, anything you want to share in the book or no? Oh, yeah. Do you want me to share something about the book? Yes, without giving out too much information. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I got to look in the background if I ain't going to share anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the book is, you know, I always liked to write since I was small, and I used to write poetry. It really helped me so that I, when I was going through that time, the breakup with my mom and all of that, my heart was so broken. So poetry helped me a lot to, in some way, cut, um, I don't know, uh, release some of the pain in my heart. So I just started writing then. I created some comics also. And I started writing a few novels, uh, but it never went to something big, you know. And then I always wanted to write a book, always wanted to write a book, but, you know, it's a big project. And I have so many ideas that I didn't know how to put it all together. So I wrote some books for my students. I did Reiki, sound healing, shamanism, uh, crystal healing. So I, I wrote books for that, but it's just for people who come to classes. So this time is the first time that I said, okay, I need to write something that is not just for people who wants to be in healing, but it, it needs to be for everybody. And it, it needs to help everybody so that they can improve their lives in some way. And then the idea came, okay, so let's do the autobiography, but in a way that is not um, just saying my life, but it is almost like a novel, almost, you know, it's like a story, like exciting, because a lot of crazy things happen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? You said like, y'all know what they, people all know all the crazy they get the book. Yeah, yeah. It would be really crazy the way you sounded. So even the beginning is like, oh my goodness, you know? So we, 
I, I'm focusing on all the crazy things that happen and how I was able to turn them around when they, you know, like sometimes uh, uh, risk of death or, you know, different crazy things, how, how I was able to turn that around so that then it became a blessing. And I feel that if people have this information, they are going to be able to not um, go down when things are going bad. Because when we start spiraling down, then everything is over. Like it, it becomes really hard. Uh, it is important to, um, to honor our emotions, but we have to know also how to turn them around when needed. So I give a lot of examples about that and how we can look at our past and our, our present and every challenge can be exciting like oh wow okay this is happening this means that I have something amazing coming because it's almost like um, life opens in such way that when a blessing comes it comes disguised as a terrible drama sometimes of trauma but if we are able to look beyond that and we don't freak out we are able to uncover the gift that comes behind it. And it works every time. Like, you know, last time I had a big challenge, I got so excited. Like I was a little uh, sad, you know, um, but at the same time I was like, okay, good. This means that something good is there. What is it? Because what happens is that when we have a trauma, normally it's because we were unaware of something. So something was in the shadows and something suddenly it, affects us and it comes on our faces so at that moment we are able to say oh so this energy is here i'm going to turn it around and i'm going to take the gift that contains so that now i i grow in my consciousness and in my ability of what i am able to do and that's what happens exactly so last last thing was that i was building a team and it was i was very excited about it it was very hard but i was very excited but things suddenly went like upside down and suddenly the team was gone. You know, like people that I trusted with everything betrayed me and, and it was terrible, you know, because it involved my community, which is something very dear to my heart. But I realized, you know, I'm not gonna freak out. I'm going to take this to take my life to the next level. And it's exactly what has happened. Like, something, some energy that wasn't really in alignment with what I was doing, now it's gone. So that means that I have a lot more energy to bring things into what I love. I, does that make sense? Uh, Andrea, I, I'm wanting to make sure that this makes sense. Uh, and if you have any questions, please ask me. Uh, it's kind of hard. It's like doing alchemy with, <laughs> with life, you know? Um, so. I'm, I'm kind of abstract in, in my way of thinking and perceiving life, so putting it into words sometimes is a little challenging, and I want to make sure that you and your beautiful viewers <laughs> and listeners can understand it. So please ask me everything that, that you feel is important. No, I understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, hold on. Um, yeah, I understand pretty good. To drink my chocolate milk. I didn't think that much that much since I was small. I look. You like chocolate milk? Can you hear me? I love chocolate milk, oh. and this one has bone broth in it, so it's really healthy. When I was small, the same. I I just stayed the same. Like I don't drink alcohol or anything. I'm just like a kid. You see. You know, you remind me of a big kid for some reason. I don't know why. 
You might be you might be a young girl. You got a very young spirit. You like oh. like you're a teenager. I feel like that. I feel like that, Andrew, many times. Really? You feel that way? You feel like you're real young? You look young. I feel like that, you know, and um, I have a lot of responsibilities because I teach um, mentorships. So I hold um, a group of, of students for a full year, whether I have several programs. Uh, so it's a lot of responsibility. I have a lot of work sometimes. You know, I, I I have had years that I didn't sleep almost because it's that amount of work. So I have to many times get into that role of being really serious and really businesswoman. But other than that, I'm ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I saw a while back, I think I saw you some videos. You were just dancing in the stores or something like that. Oh, yeah. I love that. I You know, yeah. And people are looking at you kind of strange. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not very care. You know, I don't care about that for sure. How old are you? Oh, I don't say that because I love to keep a secret. But one day I might, I might reveal it. <laughs> are you older? Not, let me get, let me answer. The rabbit's on 42. Are you older or younger than me? I don't know. I never want to say it. Okay. You really don't review Hey, listen, it don't matter. I don't care. It don't really matter, though. I think I don't know. I think I don't know if you're older than me or not. But anyway, I don't know how. I know you don't look your age. I know that much. I don't remember how old you are, but you don't look nothing. You don't. You don't trust me. You don't look your age. I'm sure. I'm sure. And you got a lot of energy. I remember when I first time I wanted to interview you. It was hard to get you come to interview. So I gotta interview you. He said, how many followers you got? I, said, I don't know. Because I'm just, I was just starting anyway. Because right now I've learned, I used to worry about followers. Now I listen to some YouTube videos. Now, so I'm not worried about followers as much as I am by impact. And one guy was saying, he was concerned about followers. And he said, you know what? Uh, he said, when I first started, so I had to worry about, you know, we on channels, so worry about followers. He said, no. He have a different mind concept. He said, what's the purpose of having a lot of followers if they don't really follow? He was saying, what about those few people that you have impact? And they impact somebody. They impact somebody. They impact somebody. So there's a lot of people you're impacted that you don't see the numbers of. Like, fancy, you like, you got, let's just say, I don't know how many people you got. Let's say, yeah, maybe, I'm just saying like 50,000 followers. And like, you don't know how many people really actually you impact because maybe about 10 of those people, 20 of those people, it really influenced. You know, they really took it in and they went and shared it with someone. Then somebody else shared it with someone. And someone that shared with someone and the past is only trickle down. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a lot of people you impacted that you don't see the numbers of and you took for granted. Because, you know, when you like the end like the, the knowledge, like when your book, when people get your book and read it and it impacts them, they share the same information someone else, and that person shared it something that's keep passing on. So you're actually impacting more people than you think you are. Despite the numbers. Despite the numbers. I agree and I I agree. And still, if let's say that I sell 10,000 books. Right. And it, they impact 100,000 people. So if right. I sell 100,000 people, maybe they, they inspire a million people. So I, I'm, I'm all up for higher, <laughs> right. higher levels. But like I yeah. said, when, you tell, when it comes to teaching, I know when it comes to like good uh-huh. like spirituality and teaching, you will always have people who will follow to a certain extent, but like 
dedicated follow. You know what I'm talking about? Like really follow. You know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. like you you teaching twenty people. Like like you might have be it's like I said. Sometimes you know numbers ain't not necessarily mean you'll get the results you need. Because like I said, sometimes maybe about a hundred people, maybe like actually ten or fifteen people are actually serious about you know what you're teaching. You know what I'm coming from? Yeah, it may so pass to a certain so extent, but not fully. Uh, everybody t- take it so far. And so the people, like, it's like even when you teach to somebody, you can have 100 people, maybe only five or six people actually get it or even do a thing with it, you know, sometimes. It, you know what I'm saying? And those are numbers that I say, I say it don't count. It helps, but I'm saying those are numbers that really counts the impact, despite just having a large quantity. It's like quality over quantity, so to speak, like that. I believe in both. Right. I believe in both quality and quantity. And I, I like think both. It's important. Yeah. I think it is important to develop a relationship. Right. So um, I do my best to always answer, you know, instead, like sometimes maybe you contact somebody and they don't even answer. So I, I do my best to always answer each person that contacts me. Sometimes it's a lot, but I do my best to keep a relationship as real as possible. And I was thinking, um, would it be, wouldn't it be cool to start making like some kind of potlucks in different cities? So then I thought, oh, maybe I can do like a book tour so that I can meet, meet in person with the people and that I met online, you know, that would, that would be beautiful. Doing something like that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you're trying to promote your book, if you want to go to different places to promote your book. That'd be nice to interact with people and uh, sign. Yeah. Cause some people come, you come to their city and do that. That that, that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I want to do that because here in Los Angeles, I have my community. So I have, I don't know how many people, but let's say uh, about 30 people maybe that I see on a regular basis. So it creates a beautiful feeling to know that we have like-minded um, ideas, you know, like, uh, so imagine to be able to expand that instead to just be a picture on Facebook that we see each other instead of that having act, an actual relationship and meeting person I think takes things to a different level it always does mean people in person take things different there's a different experience seeing people face to face when I tell people say it's good talking on the phone and the internet but it's a whole different energy when we see somebody face to face it's a whole different yeah. feel and I tell my kind of explain and said social media got people spoiled texting and talking on you know even on video but face to face uh encounter is always that you can feel the energy between you know the energy between the people you can relate to them a bit better than you do talking on the phone it's just it's just a different energy we see people in person than you do just through a video camera or on, on internet and people don't forget the value how important it is to actually see somebody face to face sometimes. Okay, everybody's yeah. so attached to their phones and stuff like that. And, and you, you, you could be anybody on, on camera or behind the thing if you don't see nobody face-to-face. But you, you see people face-to-face, you can read the energy, you can read their body language. You know what I'm saying? Just a little different. Even right now, you know, like how long have we, have you and I been talking over email or message, right? But this is the first time that we actually see each other like this, right? Right. This is yeah. This is the next step. It's a big step. difference to actually yeah. speak in real time, see each other in real time. It makes a difference. So then the next level for sure in person. <laughs> right. Cause this is I like this better. It's a good level right here for from being distance and states away. It's yeah. pretty. It's not. It's not bad though. But it's, it's, it's really good. To good. See first. 
And yeah, the quality like of the image is pretty good, huh? I'm very impressed. I'm impressed because, like I said, I didn't know what to expect when I first when I first uh, talked to you. I didn't know. I didn't know because you were doing so much, and you have, and believe it or not, you actually your everyday person, but you have a lot of things that people just don't know that you got going on. You, I mean, even though you're a regular person, you've been on you know, some major platforms. Believe, and yes. you've been in magazines, uh, commercials, yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of okay. things. A lot of people don't know you did commercials and magazines. You did a lot of things in your life, accomplishments that no one knows about. And yeah. I don't know how many magazines you've been in or how many commercials you have done that we even <laughs> talked about. Yeah, so I've been in, in Rolling Stone, I've been in Vogue, I've been in many, many magazines, especially in Spain. So in Spain, um, I would walk in the street and they would recognize me because I was in mainstream television. So because of that, um, I mean, I was always there. <laughs> I think so, you gave me a picture of your, uh, well, I think you gave me a picture, a poster or something that you had in Spain. I think you did. I maybe, you maybe. Uh, maybe yeah i have i i i showed on the cover of magazines yeah so i did that a lot especially in spain here i did a lot too but there you know the industry is different so because i'm from there it was really really powerful <laughs> yeah you liked it pretty much in, in the past or you everything I loved it because, you know, for me, it was just a dream come true. They taught me to dance and then they paid me for it. And then I got to meet people like Alicia Keys, Puff Daddy, uh, Robbie Williams, uh, Celia Cruz. Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah, yeah, Snoop Dogg. So that was here, actually, in the U.S. I worked with 50 Cent here in the U.S. too. So I work with a lot of people that is like, oh, wow, you know, and, and some of them are very nice. Like Diana Rose is amazing. She was one of the nicest people I met. Uh, and she was always like talking with me very nice. And, you know, you, you sometimes don't know when people are so famous, sometimes you don't know how they're going to act. But sometimes the, the biggest people can be really, really kind and humble, actually. They have to be. Look how high they are. You got to be humble when you go up, though, for real. The way things yeah. looking now, you can fall down real quick the way the Me Too movement and all this other crazy stuff going on. Hey, <laughs> I'm serious. People, yeah, got, I people mean, got their careers taken for no reason. That's some innocent people got their careers taken behind Me Too just for people lying on them. Yeah, that's, that's the ideal. But then there is other people that I met that really, like Roy Williams, I, I didn't really feel um, that he was especially kind you know like i spoke in the when i performed with him in the mtv europe europe music awards uh puff daddy or alicia keys were much more i don't know kind to me i feel really i think robert Williams. no offense i think the man for instance robert Williams, i think he has some obviously no no offense that i think he probably has some type of uh, disorder something like he had split personalities or something or i think he has had some emotional challenges so uh, you know yeah. I can understand it's not that easy I mean I've been I've been in that position when once again people recognize me in the street and they want um, you know pictures with me and an autograph and all of that and at that time it was challenging for me I didn't take it as well as later on when I started with my music I 
I think I, I learned how important it is to keep that connection. But in the beginning, I wasn't so forthcoming. So I can relate to, you know, um, sometimes if you are in a position where everybody's looking at you, but you are suffering a lot in your personal life, it can become challenging. And at that time is what was happening. I was with the bad guys, but then showing in television really nice. So when somebody would come to me, I was just not as pleasant as I could, <laughs> could have been. I learned now, you know, that that's not a good thing. And however I am, I can be crying, I can be a, a mad, but when somebody comes to me for, for what I'm offering, I have to be at my best. Yeah. Wow. That's, so that's... What, <laughs> it's about leaving the ego behind and saying, okay, I'm here to bring something, a message, and my ego has to just go to the side. <laughs> oh, I'm going I'm to get real, I'm going to get real strange with you now. I'm going to get real strange. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to get real strange because I'm going to tell you why. The reason I said strange, it's not strange to me, but it's going to be a little strange to the audience. A lot oh. of the audience. Because I know that you do talk to um, people or entities that average people can't see. <laughs> I know you don't really talk about it. Um, my channel's yeah. a little different. I want you to share some things. Yeah, I see it differently. Like, like for example, if somebody says, hey, can you do mediumship so that I can talk with my grandmother? I don't really do that. So everything that I do is based on healing. So if I'm giving a session, a shamanic session, and the mother or the grandmother or somebody that has passed away give me a message, yeah, I pass it, you know, but... I, I don't make it a point for me to say, okay, I'm going to connect with your uh, loved one that is in the other side to give you messages. So I don't do that. My focus is healing. And healing can be through sharing with you something intellectually, to sharing some physical exercise, to sharing something about changing your, your diet, to speaking to that person in the other side. So it, it doesn't... To me, it's, it's not uh, something that is um, the, end, the end result as much as it is a means to an end. Does that make sense? So I, I, I might do that because it shows up, but my, my goal is how can I help somebody, whether it is with something really physical or really non-physical. I was just curious. I want to bring it up anyway, because that's uh-huh. one that's one of the gifts and talents that you do have a lot of people don't know about. Uh-huh. Uh, you, like, like, a lot of people, some people have it, they don't share it, they don't talk about it. It's just, uh-huh. it's just normal. To you, this to you is it's, it's normal. To a lot of people, it's like, what? You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I say a little weird, not weird. It's not weird to me. Uh-huh. Might have been years ago, but not longer all that weird yeah. to me. But uh, no, some people eat different things. Um, about. And everybody, I feel that everybody could have that ability. It's just that we kind of specialize. So we tend to optimize our brains and our filters so that we are really good at something that helps us moving forward in the lifestyle that we have chosen. So everybody has the potential. It's just what are you focusing upon? 
you know? So we need to make sure that um, our system naturally makes sure that we are focused and optimized to do the things that we need to do. And because of that, some functions are turned off. Are you familiar with epigenetics? No. Okay, so epigenetics is the idea that our genes actually can be turned on or off. So depending on what we do, what we are exposed to, and different things that we do, we actually change the genetics. And this change in genetics is passed down to the next generation, uh, to our children. So um, that means that we have all this potential, but depending on the kind of life that we follow and, and the habits that we have, the people that we surround ourselves by, the environment we are in, all of that is going to be part of turning on and off certain genes. So I think that it's because of that, that I have been able to learn so many different things because I kind of switch things uh, by surrounding myself uh, by the people that already know those things and, and kind of uh, embodying that kind of energy. And then also keeping myself in environments that are going to help me achieving what I want. So that's one of the reasons why I moved to the US. And once again, this might be kind of abstract or so if, if something is not clear, please let me know. <laughs> You're very silent. So I'm very silent. I'm just listening. I, I understand. <laughs> my, I personally I understand where you're coming from. I don't know what the viewers, I don't know what the listeners, other people may understand and I do understand where you're coming from. Well, I, mean, I, I understand I understand that in order to uh, strengthen certain gifts and, and, and the abilities, you must put yourself in a environment where it's more where it can be strengthened and not be weakened. But based on society, there's a lot of things we have not been taught, so it's not being used. So you have to learn how to activate it and keep it activated. But in order to do that, you must yeah. surround yourself in an environment where it can be strengthened and grow and produce around certain people, certain energies. If you don't, it go die or you it ain't gonna be activated and you're gonna get distracted and not focused yeah. on other exactly. things. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I, I mentor people because, and now I started mentoring people that is not in the, in Los Angeles, actually. So what I do is over the phone. I started mentoring people who want to achieve something, mostly for business and for wealth, mm -hmm. but for other things as well. So I just feel that that's the way to really change things, to have somebody, whether it is a mentor, a group, something to help us achieving the things that we want so that we can become positive forces in the world. Wow, that's that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I understand <laughs> I understand you uh quite all I, I, I understand you pretty well. I, uh, you know, and I like I know you kind of concerned like you understand me because you have a way of, of of trying to explain things a little different. Yeah. Uh, no, do do it seems that you really understood what I said. So I I, I, I understand, I understand but <laughs> I know I know some people I know you're concerned because like so some people like with your accent and stuff that some people might like, what's she saying? What's she talking about? I don't understand. And you probably figure it out. You know, some people have a, have a hard time understanding certain people where they just break down things. You have a unique way of saying things um, that's different because you, you try to explain it or say it where they can understand it and sometimes you wonder, I don't think I understand what I'm saying. Like, I understand what you're saying. Uh -huh. coming from. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, because it's not just the accent or the choice of words, but also um, sometimes I feel that maybe my way of thinking is, uh, thinking is a little abstract. So when I speak with my husband, 
many times I have to to have him ask me questions so because he's more intellectual and I'm more like emotional and spiritual. So when we communicate, many times we have to kind of ask each other questions so that is clear. So that's why I always want to make sure, is this clear? Is this clear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's clear to me. It might not be clear to other people. <laughs> everybody, everybody take information different. I don't, I don't know if it's clear to whoever listening. I understand. They can put some questions here and just let me know and I will be happy to answer. <laughs> yeah, when I post this up on YouTube and other, when I post up on YouTube, maybe they'll leave some comments if they watch. They, if they have questions, y'all can write some comments. And say hi channel. and things, you know, and I will take it and answer you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so most definitely. And, um, Wow, I mean, we talk about so much. I really don't want to over talk you because you know, like I don't know. Some people say, "Well, you know, you do interviews. Your interview is too long." I said, "Well, it all depends what you're looking for." It, it mean everybody like when people are searching for certain information. Some people have a low talents when it comes to education stuff. But like a person watching a movie, they can watch a movie for two whole hours, hour and thirty minutes. You know what I'm saying? And they'll tune in. But when it comes to some spiritual education, it's like people. Some people are going to take so much before, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Before they yeah. get distracted. We, how long is, has been so far? I don't know. It's been on, been on for a while. Hold on. Been on for a while. Know. About an hour, I think. I believe okay. it's about an hour. Maybe we should, we should complete it. Yes. Viewers, we're going to end this broadcast. <laughs> yeah. I know it's been about an hour and a dot. Yeah. So we don't want to make an it hour. too long. Right, it's long enough. They get information. Y'all have any more information? Any questions? Well, not information, but y'all have any questions about what y'all see? Uh, leave some comments in the description, not description below. Leave comments in the YouTube channel or podcast. You can leave a message or comment. But yes, uh, this is uh, Victoria Vives, and she's check her book out in a matter of seconds about her extraordinary life and transformation. <laughs> and you also look in the description box and look at her websites and I get a link to get to her book and to other social media sites as well. So yes, I want to thank you. I thank mm-hmm. the audience who listening or tune into this YouTube channel or listen to it on the podcast. And it's been a pleasure to have you, uh, Miss mm-hmm. Victoria Vives. And um, thank you. And everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>